I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hill. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanik. I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Hope you're having a beautiful little Thursday. Smoky, smog-filled last day of no rain. On yeah. a Thursday before yeah, it comes in. Bittersweet. The smoke yeah. is going away, but the rain is coming. I still haven't fixed my gutter yet, so basically I've got uh, tonight to go home and do that before the rain uh, comes in. Nothing like waiting until the last moment. Tell you what, like there's just some home improvement projects, i.e. getting on the roof and gutters, that just, as you get older, I just my, uh, my tolerance for it is, 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 is like way, way, way down. Well, there's always people that can do that for you. Yeah, I know, but... I'm also at that point where I'm not old and feeble enough to where I want to pay someone to do something that I can clearly do myself. Because that's actually like the one, the one thing that I'm probably the best at because I did it in college would be doing roofs and gutters. Like that's something that I actually know what I'm doing. And yet I hate doing it more than just about anything else in the house. It's a weird, uh, it's a paradox for me. So now I've been watching this gutter hang off for mm, Going on about a month and a half now, but because there's been no rain, I'm like, that's a problem for future me. Well, unfortunately, future me has now caught up, and it's kicking me square in the, or square in the taint. No Reese Davis. Uh, we were teasing that uh, we were going to have Reese Davis today, but he's been traveling and stuck traveling, and he's not here yet. So no. uh, we're going to try to get him on our show tomorrow, uh, which opens the door for uh, Rop in the Bank. Our locks at 530 will not be rushed. You will hear them in their entirety, and believe me, Today, and only today. This is the big push for you. They are locks. <laughs> you and Vegas Dave on the big push. Uh, Jason Quick, our Blazers insider, is back. Remember, he took a break uh, to get his mentals right. Yes. And we didn't know if he was coming back, but uh, we just found out this week he is, and uh, he'll be with us on Thursdays at 5.15, so that uh, that in about 10 minutes. And I'm there was a texter that texted earlier. They are like, yeah. As a P1 of your show, I'm kind of more interested in how Jason's doing instead of, and not the Blazers. I'm like, dude, I'm right there with you. We'll check in on him. Yeah, who cares about the Blazers? Yeah. How's Jason doing? Yeah. We thought he'd be delivering mail at this point. It's an upset that he's even back. Yeah, I wonder what he came closest to doing, N- not reporting on yes. the Blazers. And did he ever? Surely there yeah. was something that he was thinking about. Yeah, there had to be something. Like, well, and he's a writer. They did everything about writing a novel or like some sort of gossip column. Wasn't you there, see him writing for like Red Book or something. Wasn't there one point at sometime uh, 
uh, back in the time when we were talking to him about things and he was talking about writing a Blazers book? Yeah. Yeah, I think so that has never happened. No, I think the idea was when they got Odin and all those guys, the like Quick was going to leave the beat if I'm not mistaken, but he stuck around because he thought that was going to be a championship esque team, and I think he was going to go from there. And then, well, well, it wasn't that didn't. <laughs> yes, so no book. No, no book. I think that made a. A hard uh, right-hand turn somewhere. All right, coming up in the club, uh, we'll get to our monkey news. Uh, Kevin Spacey did not molest that 14-year-old boy, so says a jury. (laughs) Well, at least not to the tune of $40 million. But right now, right now, the Hot Five at Five. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, darling, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number five. Your undefeated Portland Trailblazers rest their little leggies tonight. Hey, you can't go 82-0 without going 1-0. So let's go. They host uh, Phoenix uh, on Friday. Now, I was looking at, I saw the scores last night. And the Mavericks were absolutely hammering Phoenix. Wake up today, I find out Phoenix won that game. Yeah. Comeback City. And now the only reason I saw that is I watched SportsCenter. And uh, I saw some of the highlights. And how about the Nets getting their ass kicked by the Pels? Well, and did you see that Ben Simmons had more fouls than he had points? Yeah. And, by the way, <laughs> like the Pelicans may be problems for Woo! people this year. Like, when you look at what they've put together, and Zion looks healthy and pissed off and slim, that... You talked about the West being loaded. I give you New Orleans, and they dropped a uh, an ass-whooping on the Nets. Oh, we do have a couple games tonight on TNT, as it is the Sports Equinox, where all four major pro sports are in action. Uh, Clippers-Lakers later. Uh, right now, Bucks lead the Sixers 35-33 second quarter. Number four. The Patriots take center stage on Monday Night Football this week, hosting the Bears. Quarterback Mac Jones is expected to return uh, for New England, although this amidst reports he and Bill Belichick's relationship has gone sideways, and Jones needs to be humbled. I just love that Bill is dangling Zappy over Mac Jones's head. Well, Zappy played all right. Yeah, he did. Well, and, and Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl last year, but let's not act like Mac Jones was this, you know, force of nature. Exactly. Captain Checkdown. And New England is quietly playing really good defense. They're running the ball well. In fact, they may be the number one rushing offense in the NFL. And if you think Bill's going to let uh, Mac Jones come back and screw up this formula, you're, you're kidding yourself. Dak Prescott is returning for the Cowboys. They take on the Lions this week. And Brett Rippon taking reps at Broncos practice as your boy Russ Wilson in the Dange Witch uh, still limited. Yeah, he's got that hammy. Although he says he's unlimited. (laughs) He says that he's going to try to play. By the way, did you see the latest? Yeah, I did. Yeah, the latest uh, Dange Witch commercial? Yeah, and now, to be fair, people are like, oh, I can't believe you filmed that. No, they filmed all of those at the start of the year, and they're rolling them out throughout. So realize there's reports that there's like three more of those coming throughout the course of the year, and I hope they just get progressively worse. It's cringy. (laughs) If you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's cringy. A pair of two and four teams on Thursday Night Football, Arizona hosting New Orleans. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back for the Cardinals. Saints quarterback Andy Dalton, here's a number for you. He has lost 11 straight on primetime. Really? Yeah, he's also lost five straight on primetime by 17 or more. He's the new Kirk Cousins. 
And the Cardinals have lost eight straight at home. Their last <laughs> win at home was against Houston October 24th of last year. Something has to give. Oh my God. Well, look, is it me or does it feel like these Thursday and Monday night games, it's just a repeated kick in the balls? And yet we all tune in. Well, Amazon's averaging 13 million. I know. But the scoring is historically down yes. in the NFL. It's bad. And these Thursday night games do not help that. Well, thir- yeah, teams the, aren't ready. Yeah, the short prep. Yeah. When in doubt, bet on the home team, although maybe not in this case. ESPN College Game Day is coming to Eugene this week, and the celebrity guest picker will be Sabrina Unescu. Yes. So. Well, and that's the one. No offense to, you know, Bill Walton or who were some of the others they were throwing out there? Phil Knight. Phil Knight. Yeah, look, this is the one to, this is the one to, to. Sam Elliott. To put up there. She'll get the crowd whipped into a frenzy. And Neil Everett. This is going to be cool. One, Caitlin Olsen. Joey Harrington. Caitlin Olsen would be the only other one that I would say to me would uh, would rival Sabrina. But come on. The Oregon connection. Let's go. I have a little something for you here that I think you'll find funny. The NCAA Transformation Committee. Did you know that that existed? <laughs> I did know. You did? Yes. Oh, I didn't. They are meeting. And they have discussed expanding all NCAA tournaments to include 25% of all eligible teams. This would mean adding roughly 20 teams to the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Yeah, allow me. And by the way, the only reason I knew that committee existed is because I read this story. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a transformation committee. And allow me to say to that, ugh. I mean, why are you screwing with what is perfection? I mean, already the stupid playing games, you, it's just, you're going to dilute this thing. Stop it. And I and I know this is about trying to grow revenue, but I just I hate the idea of the NCAA tournament expanding. We don't need to see more teams in this thing. College football expansion? Yes. Basketball? No. Baseball? No. You know what? Somebody just texted in and uh, said that they just now realized that Anthony Rapp, he's the Kevin Spacey accuser, yeah. is now an all-grown-up, pretty well-known actor. I just Googled him. I didn't know... That either. Like, uh, do you know who Anthony Rapp is? Anthony Rapp. Should I know who? Well, Anthony I don't know. Rapp is? You're, you're going to recognize him. That's the guy wow. who accused Kevin Spacey of uh, touching yeah, him. A poor man's Macklemore. Yeah, I know who this guy is. Uh, well, we're right there with you, Texter. We all just now realized that. I can't say that I knew that either. Uh, ALCS game two. They are in uh, Houston. The Astros are already up 1-0 on the Yankees in the series, and it is in the top of, uh, sorry, bottom of the second. It is scoreless. It's Severino against Valdez. The NLCS is in Philly tomorrow. That series tied 1-1. That's what's in. (laughs) Padres are tossing Joe Musgrove against the Phillies' Ranger Suarez. First off, I hate Joe Musgrove, but I'm not going to lie that that's what's in is slowly growing on me. (laughs) Ah, You're coming around. I don't know why, but like the last couple days, I have found myself once or twice just walking around going, that's That's what's what's in. in. You know what's in? Blazers insider Jason Quick. That son of a bitch is back. Can you believe that? Big upset. Neither of us thought he'd be back, but he is, and we welcome him back next on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, the Blazers opened their season last night in Sacramento, and they won. They won the game. As dogs. They were an underdog, right? Yes. I think it was three, three and a half, something like that. Hmm. Well, we are pleased to have every Thursday at 515, our Blazers insider Jason Quick back with us, beginning right now. He is back. He took a hiatus. He was working on his mentals. (laughs) It's kind of an upset. You want to talk about an underdog? We thought next time we were dude. talking to Quick, he'd be uh, like serving drinks or delivering the mail. Yeah, dude, I did not think you'd be back. No. <laughs> Why are you back? What are, what are you doing? Um, that's a great question. I still don't know uh, why I'm back or what I'm doing, but um, I think a great portion of it has to do with having to pay bills. Yeah. And I have a really, really nice paying job. And, uh, yeah. So I'm going to try to get it out, try to do it. Okay. The golden handcuffs. You sound excited about it. Now, uh, <laughs> how, are, how are your mentals? Did you get your mental? Like, did you get? You're like a, yeah, you're a ball of sunshine yeah. right now, quicker. <laughs> More bitter than ever. That's I great. Did. You know what? I, I, um, I, got, I gained some perspective because um, I just went through a really tough time personally and professionally at the same time uh you know personally a couple guys from high school who i was really close with since shoot elementary school um two guys just this dropped dead within the you know in the same month it was the same month i lost my dog um stuff was kind of spiraling with the organization uh with the blazers mm-hmm. and all of that just kind of uh this personal relationships within the organization were kind of unraveling and that was compounded by what was going on in my personal life. And I was just really unhappy. And I think the, uh, the deaths of my childhood friends really kind of, 
you know, raise the question of what am I getting out of life? Am I, you know, am I getting enough out of it? Am I, why am I pouring so much of myself into this job that doesn't love me back? And am I, um, I don't know, am I going out and traveling enough? Am I spending enough time with my wife? Am I making my wife happy? And, you know, all those kind of sure. midlife crisis type uh, questions came about, about and I just, uh, it was too much. And I just need to step away and kind of um, assess all that. So I'm in a better place in that respect. Good. But, uh, yeah, okay. so I'm, I'm going to try to tackle this season and, and, and go forward and do the best I can. Is the uh, well? First of all, I'm glad you're you're back. We're yeah. selfishly we're glad you're yeah. back. We're also glad you're better. That's that's good. That's a lot to go through. Um, are the Blazers better? Like, what do you think of the new organization? Uh, they've had a lot of turnover over there. Like, is it too early to tell? Or what what is your assessment early on of the new regime and the people over there? Uh, we're we're not talking about the roster. We're talking about the no, actual I, people. Yeah, teams. the organization. Yeah, your like your relationships and the organization, the Blazers. One center. Not four. great. Not great. Not great. Why? Um, I don't want to get into that publicly right now, Isaac. Just I, it's part of my thing. Like I just need to not worry about what they're doing and worry about myself. But I think their their roster is intriguing. I think uh, the brand of basketball is different than we've seen from the Blazers. And so that's intriguing. Um, but yeah, the, the other stuff, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in uh, what I've seen so far, but um, you know, that's, that's their stuff to, to deal with and how they want to conduct business and conduct themselves. And, I'm going to let them do their thing and, you know, teach their own. Is uh, You don't need to get into it, but, I mean, does this just stem from top to bottom? You have an ownership that's not really an owner, and it's going to be sold at some point, and it just kind of feels like a little bit of a rudderless ship. Does that have a lot to do with it? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Are list- they going to be sold, though, I mean- do you think? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I don't think anyone can say definitively yeah. because I don't think Jody really communicates very well with, especially with people down here in Portland. Right. Um, so I think anyone who tries to act like they know what she's going to do or what the, the timeline in timeline is, is, is lying because uh, I think she's placed things very close to the vest and is very private about that kind of stuff. All right, so let's talk about what we saw on the floor. You said it's an intriguing and it's an intriguing roster. I thought it was interesting that, you know, you're trying to close out a game there and, you know, you're trying to dig yourself out a little bit of a hole and you do it without uh, a center that you just paid and committed to. Thoughts on on going small ball and benching Nurkic game one? Well, Suk, I think you hit it right on the nail right on the head. Um, I think this is early season the most, compelling and potentially season-changing decision um, that Chauncey Billups is faced with is, okay, how are we going to play? I think this team is best when they go small. I think Justice Winslow is strong enough against most centers because most of the NBA 
is gravitating towards smaller centers, more athletic, positionless basketball. There's not a lot of huge, you know, there's Embiid, uh, Gobert, uh, but there's not a lot of huge hulking centers where you need a seven-footer uh, like Nurk to to hold his ground. And so a guy like Justice, the way they play and the way they're able to switch with when Justice is playing center, and even at times they'll be able to use Jeremy Grant at center, <clears throat> I think it's a real advantage. And it, it's a two-way thing. It's not only defensively and being able to switch, it's being able to get out and transition and push the pace and – have a guy like Justice uh, uh, handle the ball and, and kind of run point. He did that a lot last night, which, you know, they've been trying to get with Dame to, to conserve some of his energy, not have him have to kind of navigate so many pick and rolls and play off the ball. Justice allowed him to do that a little bit, and I think they're going to explore that more and more. Um, so that that is really fascinating. I think it's a really fun brand of basketball. I don't think you can do it for 48 minutes, but I think you can implement it like they did last night. You know, Justice played 19 minutes of the second half. Nurk, I think, was nine. And uh, I think it really turned the game when, when they really committed to it and played that style. Well, let me ask you this. You've got a guy in Nurk who I thought looked out of shape and disinterested. You've got a guy that has been known to – check out from time to time and it's game one and you sat him down yeah. is am i wrong in thinking that you know in the, the whole culture thing that this may be something that flares up sooner than later no doubt because with nurk the, the whole thing with nurk is things need to go well for him he's a momentum guy and if the momentum is going the other way in a bad way it's really hard for him to kind of find that inner fight and be able to reverse it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he, and I think last night was another thing, whether it's the refs or missing close shots or not being involved, he can get easily taken out of a game. And, you know, we've all seen what Nurk can be and what he can produce when he's at his high, but what defines an elite player is being able to be at that high producing level for long stretches, not only of games, but of seasons. You need to string like eight of those together, high, high producing games, you know, where you're at an elite level on both ends for seven, eight, nine games. And he does it, you know, maybe two, three, and then he's got two or three stinkers and you start scratching your head, boy, what, what's going on with them? Is he out of shape? Is he checked in mentally or not? And, you know, credit to Chauncey Billups that last night he, he pulled the plug. You know, he's like, nope, he doesn't got it. We got to go a different direction. And he did it, you know, in the second half of an opener on the road and just said, we got to do that. And I, I thought that was a really bold move. Uh, and as you alluded to early, like they just gave him a lot of money and a lot of years. They're committed to him. And Chauncey, boom, in the opener, didn't like what he saw, pulled the plug and went a different direction. Jason, now Quick. we got to see is he is he is he going to do that Friday? Is yeah. he going to do that Monday, Wednesday, and the next Friday? You know, yeah, we'll see. Well, it's probably game dependent, I would imagine. You know, and opponent dependent. And yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah. like when he's when he's spiraling, though, mm -hmm. you know, is Chauncey going to have that quick pull? Right. Well, hopefully he does because he needs to. That's what 
won him the game last night. I like Chauncey. I, what yeah. do you think of him? I, you know, they're, look, I don't know how good they're going to be. Uh, I, I like their scrap. Uh, they, they sort of take on a Chauncey Billups when he played type of uh, feel. They did that last night, and we saw that a little bit last year. Right before, I think it was the All-Star break, they were playing really good yep. basketball, and that looked like yep. Chauncey Billups basketball, but then we never saw that again because, well, they tanked and all the injuries. So yeah. what do you think? I mean, does he have their ear? Is this, is this, I don't know, what do you think of Chauncey Billups, I guess, just generally? I don't know yet. Um, I think you're right. I, I, I think he hasn't. I think where he excels is he's great at relating to the players and uh, and able to, like, understand them. What I don't know is if he is great at teaching them exactly what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I thought last night he coached a fabulous game. I thought the way they, they defended, and he was in and out of zones, I thought he had had Sacramento really kind of confused, and uh, they threw a lot of different looks at them, defensively, personnel wise, and I, I thought he coached. It was probably his best coach game since he's been in Portland. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go go ahead. Yeah, no, I just thought the fourth quarter was a a really positive glimpse into what I think he wants them to be. Now they're not consistent with it yet. Obviously it's the first game, but and they they haven't played together yeah. a lot, but it was a good sign that so, that's what they're going to be. Yeah, so I I had a lot of questions about him after preseason because I thought last year early in the season before everything before all the wheels came off, people forget that that Dame was having a terrible year before he's hurt. CJ was awful. Nurk was awful. The team was awful. They looked terrible before everything unraveled in December. Before Olche got fired, CJ had the lung issue. Dame decided to have surgery. Mm -hmm. They were not a good team, and they very rarely look good. And then they have this preseason where they look disorganized, carved up on defense, confused on offense. And it's like, okay, can he coach? So I went to practice, I think it was last week, and I asked a couple of players, Dame, Josh Hart, okay, we know he can relate to you guys, but what's he like as a tactician? And I thought Lillard really gave a good answer. He's like, he's a thinker. He thinks the game, and he knows what he wants to do, but, like, nothing he teaches us is on the surface level. It's very detailed and very deep, and he makes us think. And I think all throughout the the preseason, and Josh Hart told me this again last night, that all throughout the preseason, everyone was thinking so much because he was saying, you know, you have to make this pass because, you know, if they're doing this, you do that. But if not, then you go the other way. And so they they were just a, a mental pretzel throughout preseason because he was throwing so much at them and he wanted them to understand not only why to make, not only that you make the pass, but why you're making the pass Mm -hmm. or why you're making the cut. And so after the preseason, you know, Chauncey said, I had a second training camp in in a sense, and he kind of simplified things and drilled it over and over. Like, 
he took out all the extraneous stuff and just kind of had repetition of the basic stuff. And I think that helped them just to kind of play. Hmm. So I think he's a deep thinker. I don't know that he's a great teacher. I think he's learning how to teach his deep thoughts on the game and, and how um, detailed he sees the game. I think he's realizing he needs to reel back a little bit of that and just kind of get the core principles in. And then once they see it work, then they can understand the nuances and, and go deeper. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, that, that is, you just got to keep it simple for guys. I mean, none of these guys are on his level. So that's, that's interesting. Good perspective. Uh, I I think he's really sharp. I I think he's got a really sharp mind. I don't think he's like, and I love Maurice Cheeks, but Maurice Cheeks (laughs) is not a deep thinker uh, (laughs) from a coaching standpoint. No. And he wasn't very well prepared, and he didn't couldn't make in-game decisions like like right. Chauncey did last night. Like I, I do think Chauncey's a very very sharp mind. I just don't think he has the actual teaching aspect right. down yet, and that's expected because he's a he's a young coach. He's his second year as a head coach. Yeah, exactly. But you see glimpses of it out there when they play. This is Blazers insider yeah. Jason Quick. Now, I want to pick at one other scab before we go. Um, it seemed to be some confusion there late between Simons and Lillard. Uh, they had to call the timeout. Do they, what do you think of how, they're, uh, how they play together, and do they complement each other well yet? How's that going? I think it's a work in progress. Um, again, I think the best thing about Dame is that, as we've seen with CJ, he's willing to um, – let the other guy shine. And I thought last night was not a great night for Dame. You know, I, I think he ran the offense well. He didn't shoot very well. He almost had a very key turnover, like with a minute left. We got lucky that, that mm-hmm. Sacramento was called for kicking the ball. But he pretty much allowed Anthony to shine. And I think they're both going to have to kind of develop that feel for and that, you know, be able to tell from just a looking at or sensing that this guy's got it or this guy has an advantage on whoever's guarding him. And I think Dane kind of tried to lead Anthony into that last night, and Anthony's still trying to figure that out. Um, but I, I, I think they will grow into it. They're, they both train together. They have the same uh, personal athletic trainer, Phil Beckner, um, so they they know each other very well. They just haven't had a ton of in-game, on-court experience together, but they've had a ton of working out together, talking together, traveling together. Um, these, these guys know each other very well. They just haven't been through a fourth-quarter battle like last night uh, to be able to read each other like CJ and, and Dame eventually got to. So I think there's definite hope there, and, and what makes that work is that Dame is not so egotistical that it has to be him. You know, Dame is actually kind of begging. I think that was another begging for someone else to take the pressure off him. And I think that was another plus of last night was that was a fourth quarter comeback, huge plays within the final minute of the game, and very little of it had to do with Damian. And that's big for this team big for Dame that he doesn't have to feel that and, and wear that burden of having to carry this team to victory all the time. You know, it was Jeremy Grant getting the N one, Josh Hart getting the N one, 
Um, so that's big for this team. Um, so I, I think the ant to answer your question, the ant dame chemistry and understanding when a guy will take over or, or how to play off each other will develop as the season develops. Well, we're just glad you're back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on the plus side, if you need to cheer up, your angels were, wait, no, but your Steelers are, <laughs> no, no, no. So do you have another team? Uh, do you yeah, have like yeah. a hockey team or anything? Yeah, I, guess. WNBA? I don't have a, you know what though? For the first time, in my uh, Oregon Lottery history, I placed a hockey bet. Tonight. <laughs> Wait, tonight? That may I, be I, that may be the yeah. sign you need to call a, a hotline. I love it. What do you I got? Did, I decided I was I was going to do a uh, a pick from each team. So I did the Yankees money line, <laughs> Arizona Cardinals money line, okay. Toronto Maple Leafs money line, and LA Clippers money. Okay, line. so you were and, doing the Equinox so the, yeah. money line parlay. Yes. Oh, so then that. I looked at uh, and and I think Toronto's already down one nothing to the Dallas Stars. <laughs> well, the Cardinals that. are losing too. So. <laughs> are they really? Dang it! Well, it's just seven to three. Which, Don't worry. Who scored the first touchdown? Well, the Saint Dalton went deep, got a like an eighty yarder. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is your your Equinox bet is yeah, going look, great. A lot of football. Left. Yeah, things are looking yeah. up. Hey, have a White Russian and uh, feel good. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. There you go, Sue. There you go. All right. Well, thank you. Good well, to have you back. It's good to hear you guys. Yep. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Sounds good. All right. See, See ya. Jason Quick, our Blazers insider, and you can read his stuff. His coverage on the Blazers is second to none. He is in The Athletic. Yes. Or should I say on The Athletic? Yeah, he's not. He's not, not in it. He's on, on it. it. He's on it. Because it's, it's online. He's all over it. He's on it. Well, we love and He's very excited to be back. We, we love Quick. <laughs> I love that. And he's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> make a lot of money, so. I guess I'll just try it out again. I love Quicker, and I'm excited to have him back. <laughs> but look, we've all been there, man, where life kind of kicks you in the uh, the goods, and sometimes you need to yep. take a step back. And I'm glad that, one, he was one he did it, yep. and two, that he was you know was able to talk about it. That's you know, right. Not everyone has the cojones to say, look, man, you know, I'm just you know, I'm struggling right now. And I think those people that keep it bottled in, you know, bad stuff can happen from that. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Do you like locks? You know I love locks. Coming up next, it's Roppin' the Bank. Toronto Maple Leafs locks, I hope. Here's Jordan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Zook on 1080 The Fan. 
along. Reese Davis of College Game Day was going to join us at 545, but he had some traveling issues um, getting to Eugene, so we're going to try to reschedule him for tomorrow. Uh, Jason Quick joined us. Good to have him back. Dan Lanning at 4 o'clock was great, as always. Uh, but right now it's time for, um, well, the highlight of the day. Let's go. Right? Dropping the bank. Let's go. Isaac and Suk are ready to predict this week's college and NFL outcomes with their usual laser-like accuracy. How about if I take your money and kick you in the balls three times? No. Is that a fair deal? A deep dive on the games that matter and some that don't. Football is football. Football's football. This is Roppin' the Bank with Isaac and Sue on 1080. Somebody's making money. The Fan. Well... Sticking with the theme there in the open, I was kicked in the balls three times last week. One and three. Uh, my three losses were uh, by combined four and a half points. That hurts. Kansas lost by one. Yeah. Ten, they were well, what? they lost by ten. The lost spread by was ten. nine. Spread was nine. Saints, spread was two. They lost by four. And the Chiefs, spread was two and a half. They lost by four. That hurts. I did luckily get Oklahoma State, but I am still minus 22 units. That's, it's that's, not going well. It's not going so well for you. Now, Big Souk, 4-2, bounce back well. You are plus 13 units. Um, let's see here. We had Washington. God, that game seems like forever ago. I know. That was a winner. Uh, Tennessee College was a winner. Yep. Green Bay did not cover for you. And that was my big play. That was a four-unit play. That hurt. Uh, Baltimore did not cover, but Philly and Atlanta did cover. So that's your 4-2 and two week. And the Baltimore one. Really, Lamar? Winning the game at the end, and we decide to fumble the snap and then throw the pick. Come on! Well, the good news is we each still have our three 10-unit plays available. That's right. And I may be rolling one out this week. <laughs> is it Kansas-Baylor? You're getting 10 again? I'm not touching it. <laughs> I'm not t- They can't stop anyone. And that backup quarterback sucks. <laughs> We're off of the Jason I'm Bean. I'm off of that yeah, you're done. bandwagon. I understand. All right. Um, who starts? Well, I'll start in college. I got one college play. Oh. And I could have two, but Andy Dalton just threw a pick in the end zone. I'll do this. I'll go. I'm going to do two one-unit college plays. One-unit was. I'm just throwing this out there. I don't do a lot of college, but I'm going to take. Man. I'm going to take Syracuse. How about this? Two units. Yeah. Syracuse getting 14 at Clemson. Okay. Look, I think Clemson is playing better, but Syracuse has played them close uh, over the last uh, couple years. They've had some games. Syracuse defense is good. They're undefeated. Uh, and you're giving me 14 points, I'm going to take that. I'll take two units on Syracuse, and then my other college one, I will do a one-unit play on this, but I think Ole Miss is better than LSU. scares me a little bit that they're going into LSU, but LSU is favored by two and a half in this game. Ole Miss is the better team. I'll go one unit on Ole Miss goes into LSU, and they stay undefeated. Lane Kiffin gets it done. Those are my two college plays. Hot to Dino Babers note. Yeah. You know, he's been there... Been there for a while. Seven seasons. Yeah. It is the strangest coaching tenure going. He has, in seven seasons, been to one bowl game. He is 35 and 43. In 2018, he went 10 and 3. In 2020, he went 1 and 10. <laughs> and now he's 6 and 0. Oh. It's, it's very weird. That is the strangest coaching tenure going. Yes. And yet at Syracuse. And like, they so love is he good? Yes, because it's Syracuse, and it's a really hard place to win. And right. he puts together he puts together right. DCU sometimes. Time I have one college play, and as always, uh, it is five units because I have balls, <laughs> unlike you. Cal is getting eight points. Yes, against Washington. 
This is trap city for the Huskies because they could easily overlook a team that lost to Colorado. Cal is much better at home where they are 3-0. Washington is 0-2 on the road. They have yet to win on the road. They even lost to Arizona State on the road. To a backup quarterback, by the way. The secondary of Washington is hot garbage. Their pass defense is ranked number 117 in the country. They're playing walk-ons at this point. This is just what the doctor ordered for Cal because Cal can't run it. I don't know if you've noticed, but the last two weeks they've lost and lost badly. Uh, Well, not badly. They lost in overtime last week. But uh, they have, in the last two weeks, the Washington State-Colorado games, they have rushed for a total. Of 67 yards. Which is weird because when they beat uh, Arizona, they ran for like 300 and something yards. Very strange. So, look, uh, point being, they have to throw the ball, and they will with jumping Jack Plummer. (laughs) This will be a wild, high-scoring affair. I have got Washington winning the game 89-85. I was talking to a... But eight points is too many. Cal is pissed off. They're back home. Wilcox is a good coach. I'm going to take the points. And take Cal. I was talking to my buddy uh, last week, and the correct play last week for Washington and the correct play this week is the over. So just saying, the over is at 55. Go ahead and grab that. I'm going to keep going Washington over until it burns me. All right, I'm going to go with my first NFL pick. Um, They have burned me a couple times here, and I'm talking about the New York Giants. Uh But I, I, I love what they're doing. Right, They're finding creative ways to win, but also teams are gacking it away. But I'm a big believer that when you have a situation like this, they usually regress back to the mean. The Giants are not 5-1, and one, right? And Jacksonville... Actually, they are. Well, they are, but they're not 5-1 and one good. Meanwhile, Jacksonville easily could be 5-1, and one, but Jacksonville is finding ways or has found ways to give games away here. This is sitting at two and a half. It actually might have been bumped up to three. I'll look at this, by the way. The actually, ja- you, know what, you know what the spread is? What? It's three and a half. It's three and a half. See, yeah. people are on to this. Yep. And the Sharps are coming in on Jacksonville. This is at home. This is closer. There's a reason why Jacksonville is favored. And I think eventually the Giants come back down to earth. And I think it's this week. I think the Jaguars win. I hate that it's gotten to the hook now that I got to give the three and a half. But I'll go ahead and do a two-unit play on that because I don't love wow. the hook. Back down to three. Oh, well. I can give you three. I- I'll still go a two-unit play. I don't love this one. The Giants have burned me too many times, but I'm going to take Jacksonville on a two-unit play. I think they win this game. All right, very interesting because I also have Jacksonville minus three, and because I have balls, I will put (laughs) five units on this. Look, I'm looking at a team here that's played better than expected this season. Yes. Now, they did lose to Houston, but you have to look at the situation they were in. That game was sandwiched right in between two big road games at Philly and at Indy. So three of the last four for Jacksonville have been on the road. They are back home in a must-win spot. The Giants are fat and happy, but they aren't great at quarterback, and they have offensive line issues. Statistically, I was looking at the stats up one side and down the other on these two teams. Yeah. They're the same team. Yes. It's just, you know, obviously the ball bounces different ways and different things happen. So when they meet, I'm going to go with the desperate, the more desperate team at home, and I have the Jags winning this game by a final score of 26 to 1. <laughs> 1? That's right. Interesting. A solo home run. Five units. Solo home run Let's laid go. by, by Saquon Let's go, Barkley. Jags. All right, my second play, um, and I'm going to go four units on this. Here we I, go. I feel pretty good about this. Here we go. Again, I'm a big believer of if you see a trend that's out there and it's not necessarily a great team that's trending, 
that's going to break at some point. Uh-oh. And I'm talking about Atlanta here. Atlanta is 6-0, and and they won big for me last week because the, the Niners were so well, beat three up. They're 3-3, but they're 6-0 against the spread. They're 6-0 against the spread, spread yes. right? Atlanta is a competitive team, but some of this is they've just come back. Remember, they were down 28-3 and came roaring back to cover the spread. Atlanta is kind of a little bit of a darling right now, but Mariota isn't playing great when you look at his numbers. And Atlanta's just kind of being scrappy. But the one thing that Atlanta cannot do is they cannot rush the passer. And then I look at a team like Cincinnati who got off to a slow start but is starting to figure it out a little bit. What's the thing that has kept Cincinnati from really excelling? They haven't been able to protect Burrow very well. Well, they're playing a team with one of, if not the worst pass rushes in the NFL. I think this is a get-right week. I think Atlanta's a little overvalued, and I think Cincinnati is undervalued, and they're coming on. This is at 6.5. I think Cincinnati gets right. I think they beat the Bajabbers out of Atlanta. So I'll go ahead and lay the 6.5 here. I'm going four units on the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, I only have one more for you, and it is also five units, and this will be... <laughs> this is either going to be a triumphant return Let's or go. you are going to get so buried. Hey, I got balls, baby. Let's yes, go. Let's keep with the system. Stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. Yep. And here it is. It is Indy plus two and a half at Tennessee. Give me the... <laughs> what are they called? The Colts. The... <laughs> Give me the Colts. They've already lost to the Titans. Uh, now, in that game... The turnover margin was 3-0 in favor of Tennessee. You can't win that way. Still, though, that was a seven-point game. Now, the Colts are better than the Titans, in my opinion. Uh, but it's taken, their t- it's taken some time for them to get the offense going. Well, it got right last week without running the ball. Matt Ryan threw, three, uh, threw for 389 yards. You care to guess who is the single worst pass defense in the NFL? I'm guessing the other side of the football here. The Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And it's a revenge game. Indy is trending up. The Colts and Titans will tie 29-29. Oh, that's a hell of a battle right But there. that's a cover. Yeah, that's all you need. All right, I got two. I got two left. I'm going to go with three-unit play here. And I'm a little surprised at this. And I don't know if this is the kind of the emotional, coming off the emotional loss. I don't know if this is because... San Francisco is getting a little bit healthier. I think Jimmy Ward and Bosa were both limited in practice, but there's some talk that they're going to play. I think you have the second-best team in football here in Kansas City. Yes, they're going on the road, but I still think it's a very beat-up San Francisco team. This line is two and a half, and maybe this is a trap here, but I'm still not convinced that San Francisco is healthy enough uh, to play with San Francisco, even if you do get a couple of those guys back. So I'm going to go with Kansas City here. I'm only having to lay two and a half. Kansas City is is significantly better, in my opinion, than the 49ers this beat up. So three units, uh, the Chiefs to go in there and 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 win and, and cover. And I have one more. And I said I wouldn't do it. I said I was done. I said I was off. Oh, no. And I'm not. You're going to do it? I'm doing it. Four units. Wow. Four units again. Yeah. All right. You know where I'm going. I do. You know, the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Dude. Against the, the, the Washington Commanders. The audience, you could hear them collectively gasp. I believe I have lost now. I, I think it's three, possibly four weeks in a row on Green Bay. And I told myself and I told the audience that I was done with Green Bay. I was done. It's four and a half. It's four and a half They're against the Washington. worst team in football. They're in Washington. With the Heineken man that at quarterback. That is not the worst team in football. It is. It's no, the it worst team in football. No, it is It is. No. It is the worst Wrong. team in football. Wrong. And it's the Heineken man. Eventually, Green Bay has to get better. I'm not saying they have to be good. They can't be this bad. They can't keep losing. 
And I know they're going to lose now. I know it. And I don't know why I'm going four units. It should be one unit. But F them. The Green Bay Packers owe me. They owe me. I have lost more money on the Green Bay Packers this season than than any other team, and it's not even close. So why the hell not? I'm in this deep anyways. Green Bay and me, let's do it. Four units. I'll lay the four and a half. Green Bay wins by a touchdown. Wow. All right, Rob in the Bank, Souk uh, is going to be on Syracuse, <laughs> plus 14 for two. Ole Miss, plus two and a half for one. The Giants, uh, why did I write down the Giants? You're on Jacksonville. I'm on Jacksonville. Right? Yeah, Jacksonville, minus three for two. Cincinnati, minus six and a half for four. Kansas City, minus two and a half for three. And <laughs> Green Bay, minus four and a half. Just don't bet it. Just whatever you're doing, just stay away from the Packers. I'm just a glutton for punishment. And when I lose this week, I'll come back on the air and say, and this time I mean it, I'm done with the Packers. That's for four. Um, I am on Cal plus eight for five, Jacksonville minus three for five, and Indy plus two and a half for five. Let's go. Um, All right, we'll be back to wrap up the hour next on The Fan. When it's not always raining. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, well, it's a good thing we didn't have Reese today because... You know, we were trying to coordinate that with Dusty, who's uh, who's talking to the ESPN people. Yeah. And we were like, we were texting back and forth, like, oh, well, we've got got our pick segment at 5.30. We've got quick at 5.15. Boy, can we squeeze in, Reese? And we're like, oh, yeah, we can probably do it. Dude, it's 6 (laughs) o'clock. Well. There is no chance we would have made all that happen. No. None. None. Why do we do this to ourselves? Well, why do I keep betting on the Green Bay Packers? Already... (laughs) I'm regretting. I really am. I'm regretting the decision to bet on the Green Bay Packers, and yet I'm staring at the line, and I'm like, I have to bet on the Green Bay Packers. I just, I've, I've got serious issues, and I feel like there needs to be some, there needs to be some form of intervention. Without the Green Bay Packers, I think I would be up like 25 units, but they single-handedly drag me down, and yet I can't quit them. I just can't. So Reese, uh, he had some travel issues. He could not be with us, thankfully. He was supposed to call in at 545, so we're going to try to reschedule him for tomorrow. We also have Joey Harrington tomorrow. We'll set your DVR. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild out here. It's going to be wild. <laughs> you doing the Russell Wilson three times? Did you see his pregame speech? No. Yeah, they had him in the tunnel before the, the last... Uh, loss? The, yeah, the last loss, and oh, my God. Chargers. He, he is just the corniest... Yeah, but we knew that. It's just, it's bad. Like, what do you expect? I, I just, I got to believe that people inside that locker room are getting ready to smack him upside the head with a Dange Witch. That guy's a goober. He really is. And that new Dange Witch commercial is awful. I thought the first Dange Witch commercial was the worst thing I ever saw, and then I saw this one. And you know there's more rolling out. This is an entire year campaign for Subway. Has, have we ever seen a sandwich place or, or whatever, like a, a company just stop mid-campaign and like, we can't keep doing this? Or Russ's people calls him and be like, hey, we'll give you some money back. Please stop running these commercials because it's making us look like an ass. Yeah, I wonder what they think about that, you know? Like, I wonder, because a lot of people are talking about him. Yes. I mean, obviously not for the not, best of reasons. Yeah. But I wonder if that matters to them. Like, he's and, probably a... Any press is good press? Kind of, yeah. Uh, did that, what happened with Jared Fogle? How'd that work out? <laughs> hey, he's in the press a bunch. <laughs> Something tells me that's not going to yeah. happen with Russ, but... They had to back away from... Jared Fogle. Yeah, I would. For obvious reasons. I, w- I would say so, I think, for the most obvious reason. I don't know. I don't know if Subway thinks it's good that – because uh, people are talking about the commercials and, like, it's getting a lot of press. And if you were going to choose – let's say you're Subway. Yeah. If you're going to choose one NFL player 
to rep your product. Mm-hmm. Who are you choosing? I think I'd go with Mahomes, right? Yeah. Super Bowl champion, charismatic, instantly recognizable. He just seems like he's got a great personality. Okay. I, I would go Mahomes. Like, the two best players are Allen and Mahomes. And no offense to Allen, but he kind of seems like a – he just seems like a, a bore. Like, he's a he's just – I don't know. There's no – A bore. Yeah, he's just like a country – he's like a country boy from Wyoming. I, I don't – well, that's appealing to some people. I just don't feel like there's a. I haven't seen him do any national commercials. I, I don't know. I just there's nothing. Like Mahomes just seems to be like a star. He's got that star quality, and I don't really know where else you'd go. Like, I mean, you could go Brady. You could go Rodgers. Trying to think of other big marketable stars in the in the NFL. I mean, Aaron Donald's a huge star, but is is Aaron Donald like a big marketable guy? Almost another long tutty for the Saints. Jesus, I think I saw, and I, I may, does Kingsbury get fired after this week if they lose? If they get blown out, it's possible. I think I saw this stat, and I'm not sure if I if I saw it correctly because it was just in passing. But I think they they said offensive plays run by the Cardinals when they've had the lead versus when they've trailed this year. And I I believe, and maybe someone on the text program is watching and can and can confirm or deny this. But I think I saw that they had run 287 offensive plays when trailing, and they had they had run 13 when they had the lead. Wow, that's not real conducive. And then they got into the red zone again down here, and their offense is just atrocious. It's the most predictable, just it just least imaginative offense in the NFL this side of maybe Denver's, and it's weird because they have a really dynamic quarterback and they have some weapons. And he's got time to throw, and it's just, it's just, it's just bad. There's just bad juju. And if they get blown out by the Saints on Thursday night at home, well, yeah. they're only—I mean, they're only down one. Yeah, what fourteen? Well, it's seven to six. But the I Saints said they just scored almost. Oh. He, he dragged him down at the one. So the Saints okay. are first and goal from like the two, which probably means Andy Dalton will throw a pick <laughs> in the end zone again because he's already thrown one. Yeah. So I mean, they could be up a lot more. It's possible. Uh, all right. Well, we got to run. There's a bonus sports segment for you. Uh, Kevin Spacey did not diddle Anthony Rapp, as you like to say. So says the jury. And uh, we'll get to our hot monkey news. It is 6.05 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 